We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the Wombo Combo Podcast. That is right. We are back as I'm Brick CPK. Of course, as always, joined by BSJ. It's a unique show. We'll put it that way. I mean, it goes without saying, right? There's 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 stuff going on in the world, as I'm sure everyone tuning in is very aware of. But uh, still happy to be here and happy to be having some conversation. And uh, we thank you for tuning in. But BHJ, how are you holding on, man? Yeah, I'm assuming all's good in terms of my voice, because sometimes Discord's a little weird. You sound right? good. We're, We're good. good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... The, the world's in shambles, man. It's weird. I, I was supposed to be at the major right now, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the, that seems to be the case for a lot of people. I should have been doing this or I plan to do that. And here we are. So just kind of kind of jaw dropping uh, to me what's currently happening. So I look forward to to talking about as much as we can today. <laughs> Yeah, so so to be clear, guys, I mean, we don't want this to be, you know, a gloom and doom podcast by any means, yes, any stretch of the do. imagination. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe he does, but uh, no, we understand. But at the same time, you know, it is it has, of course, affected our scene just as it has nearly everything else in the world. So uh, we figured we at least stay on topic there, of course, talk about what has happened. But we also are going to be excited to be joined by uh, a player that was going to participate at the major and obviously with the circumstances is no longer the case and want to get his take so tanner of nip really excited to have him on uh to talk about that as well as him in general uh, of course joining the team and how that came about and everything so uh, he'll be joining us uh, very shortly but uh again before he comes on figured uh we would uh essentially give our take on the specifically starting with the esl major and the following announcement that took place i guess uh what a little bit 
later midway through last week and um you know i, I i'll say this i i was because I, I too was actually going to be going to the event not as a town or anything but i was going to just go as a spectator and i was really looking forward to from that aspect uh being in a land as we've talked about before um but uh it was wednesday last week and i was watching nba and of course this is where it really started to kind of pick up as far as like things going being weird they're talking about no fans in the stadium perhaps and one of the games got postponed last minute. That was the uh, the Rudy Gobert situation where he was found to have uh, have uh, the coronavirus. And from there, it just really accelerated. All of a sudden, the NBA announced that they're just shutting everything down for now. Other leagues followed. And uh, no surprise, when that happened, I was like, I don't think I'm going to L.A. <laughs> next <laughs> weekend. Whether it was happening or not at that point, I, I said to myself, I don't think I'm going to L.A. And uh, sure enough, I, again, no surprise. Surprise! A couple of days later, the announcement came out. But uh, starting with that, I guess uh, what, what was your reaction ultimately to hearing about the cancellation that ended up being? I mean, I just was really excited about there being a North American land. I think it was obviously an honor to be a part of it. But let alone just a lot of friends were going, a lot of just t- like we haven't had one in so long, yeah. you know, because TI no longer being held in in North America, so. Uh, that to me was the biggest devastating part, but I, I can't say I was majorly surprised. You know, they were uh, they were pretty open about, hey, this is possible, this could happen, kind of thing. And the final straw was when Trump announced the ban from all Europe travel. Not yeah. saying they would have done it without that happening, but you know that that alone was like, okay, well, maybe four of our teams can't even make it. It's a so. European region. What do they matter, right? Like no <laughs> yeah, one actually thinks they're good. Yeah, nobody actually wins from there anyway. But uh, yeah, it was just a very alarming like reality that you kind of knew was inevitable, but it still still takes its toll. Yeah, it's sure. it goes without saying. I mean, this is a unique, uh, very unique. It's once in a lifetime situation, of course, uh, that happens. Hopefully, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, crossing the fingers of that one, right? But uh, it's certainly one of those uh, moments you kind of, yeah, you'll definitely like remember. You know, when when we really first started hearing about it, et cetera. So, yeah, as far as the event goes, um, again, when the cancellation happened, and, and for me, it's like, okay, you know, I'm not going. Okay, not not a big deal. Whatever. Then you started thinking about, oh, well, then all the players that qualified. And, okay, to be fair, I keep saying cancellation. Technically, it's been postponed. So I do want to clarify that. Now, again, what that means, it could lead to an ultimate cancellation. We'll see. But it is technically just postponed for now. The possibilities of another date and time in another location, of course, is certainly still out there. But um, I go back to just really thinking about the logistics too because uh, i know you've obviously been behind the scenes yourself and have been part of event organization as well and you, i could just only i i can't imagine what uh esl crew and the people behind the scenes are going through in terms of they have this whole venue you know getting production set up i'm sure a lot of their team was already potentially out there and then to just have this all of a sudden take place uh they're the ones i certainly feel for the most uh, more than anyone when it comes to when it comes to this event and how it played out here but Again, yeah, is what it is. So, yeah, yeah I, I I agree. The the sheer like as a spectator, that would it was great. You know, that's something that we all wanted to go to, and it would have been a really fun event. But from the logistics side of planning and what they're going to do in the future, if VSL will even be able to hold another one if there is one. Mm-hmm. There's so many questions up in the air, and I can't imagine how much was lost in terms of money just being put into the event already. It's not like the event just suddenly 
you know, rises out of nowhere, uh, you know, the day or two before the event. So it's part, quite a crazy occurrence in general that uh, ESL is going through, along with pretty much every other concert holder, sports event, <laughs> you know, in the world. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> That is uh, the truth for sure. It's again, it's not only it's definitely not only. Done. Now, now, this is the interesting thing, right? That the take on this whole situation of everything being canceled, the traditional sports events in general, whatever out there in the world. Yet the other way to look at this now, though, is this is esports time to shine. And I know that's been promoted a lot now. Obviously, it's kind of awkward to say that as all these esports events are getting canceled as well. But naturally, the benefit that uh, that we have when it comes to esports is the fact that as uh, OK, I believe he's going to be doing it soon. But is the fact that we have this online play now, obviously, there's limitations there. But that's something we'll be talking about a little bit later in the show as well um, and uh, how it's going to affect Dota and everything. But uh, I believe we uh, are going to be joined by Tanner of NIP. Tanner, are you there, man? Uh, hello, hello. Hey, let me turn you up a little bit on my side. Okay, that should be good. How's it going, dude? How, how you doing over there? Uh, I'm doing well, but uh, a little bummed out. Couldn't be playing at the major right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's a that's a very understandable way to put an understandable response. So, um, what are you even playing Dota right now? Are you kind of just bummed out at the point where Dota doesn't sound fun anymore? Or are you at least still grinding? And what is that like for you right now? Well. After I heard the fourth major and minor qualifiers have been cancelled, I've been playing a bit of other games. I haven't quit Dota like altogether. I've been playing like a few pubs a day, but definitely not as much as uh, I would if I was playing to qualify to another major. Sure. Um, I not to. I, I want to get this this sting out of the way here, but I, I think people the community is generally very curious because you have a unique perspective, right? Like as we've already established, you were a player that already qualified for this event, a very unique and uh, an opportunity that not a lot of people get. What was your reaction when you heard, like the moment you heard that this was actually just going to be canceled? Uh, it's pretty crazy because uh, our first few flights to LA were postponed or canceled. And then we started to think something was up. And then the night that Trump imposed the EU ban to NA, we kind of knew that the tournament was going to get canceled. Like we were all like online or well, not online. We were in our hotel rooms at 2 a.m. Just in our WhatsApp, just talking about it, messaging. Mm -hmm. And then ESL finally came out with like a, an, an announcement that the event's going to be postponed. Yeah. Um, so, yep. oh, I can ask a quick question here. Um, you don't have to talk too much if you don't want to, but my question would be, you know, what do you, what would you hope Valve does about this? You know, do you guys expect that no matter, hypothetically, however long these events are going to be postponed, do you guys expect that they'll do a normal major or do you expect they might do like another round of qualifiers where everyone that's already in the major is playing in it? And it's like a two majors and one, like, what do you, what would you hope they would do at the very least? Uh, well, I think in our position as ninjas in pajamas, I think it'd be nice if there was another major just for more DPC points or minor. But obviously there's health and safety risks with running another tournament and it, and stuff like that. But I'm just, I'm not sure. I, I don't think they will just because of how big this coronavirus is. But it'd be nice for the smaller teams to get a, another shot at getting uh, their pro circuit points. So you don't feel like, do you feel robbed at all 
of uh, your qualification? I mean, could be worse, I think. <laughs> like, I hope the event still goes, uh, takes place, right? They said they postponed it, so... True. I'm just hoping it happens, <clears throat> but what can you do in my position? Like, yeah, there's not, not much we can do. If, if they postpone it, if they cancel it, well, that's just life, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a good attitude. And that, that, that's I feel like that's the attitude you kind of almost have to have. And, and yeah, it is very good to hear because it's it's the healthy attitude, I think, is a good way to put it. Because, um, yeah, this is obviously, again, very unique situation here. So um, you've already kind of touched on this a little bit, Tanner. But how so you're only playing maybe a couple of games a day. Uh, how are you? How is the team keeping in shape, as I want to put it? Um, as far as you guys practicing, are you talking about practicing or right now, or is it, is the team almost like on a hiatus? Uh, we were planning to boot camp for the epicenter qualifiers, but oh. they just got canceled. So we're no longer going to do that boot camp. I think, uh, I think the rest of the team are just streaming mostly. I know Peter, Lelas and Dahak, they all have like big streaming communities. So like they're streaming most nights and playing Dota. I think Uni's on west coast of uh, NA at the moment, so like his pubs aren't great. So he's taking like a bit of a chill at the moment. But yeah, other than just playing pubs, we haven't got anything really scheduled for practice until we hear more about the postponed major. Wait, explain this to me more. NA pubs not great. This is the first I'm hearing uh, about this. Yeah, please uh, uh, enlighten. Elaborate. Us. I don't know. I've heard from my teammates. Uh, I'm not gonna name any names, even though I just said Uni, but. Uh, They've been telling me how great EU pubs are, and NA pubs are pretty, uh, I don't want to be too harsh, but low skill. <laughs> That's right. pretty accurate, I'd say. That's not harsh. <laughs> not harsh at all, no. They're just shit cans, basically. Just, But not harsh, not harsh, no. Uh, that's what I said. Anyways, um, so, okay. But, again, trying try to keep uh, keep up in shape the best you can. But that that is, again, right now, I guess you guys don't really know what you're playing for right now, right? So is it almost fair to say you're kind of just waiting? I think you even suggested you're kind of waiting for Valve to really give more information ultimately before you really come back together. And like, is there any reason to believe, I guess, that – the future is uncertain with an IP or do you, do you feel like that you're not too worried about that? Uh, I, I'm not worried about that. So, ever since we qualified to the major, I think we kind of proved that we can be a contender to be one of the top European teams. So I'm not too worried about our team's sake, but obviously the event thing and like what's going to happen at TI, it's, it's all up in the air at the moment. So maybe a bit, bit of a worry about that stuff, but as a team, I think we're pretty confident in our like ability to play at the top level of Dota. So now to talk about going history a little bit, uh, you know, you you uh, you're a name that not a lot of us really knew about before this season, especially. And uh, here you are joining NIP. PPD picks you up uh, to join the team. And what what was that experience like? Uh, did PPD reach out to you randomly, or was there a process there? Yeah. So uh, I played in first EU qualifiers with Viking GG and we took a game of secret and we won a series against Nigma. and then after that I wasn't actually contracted on that team and I think Pia reached out to me on Twitter just asking if I could play mid for his team and for like for the next few events so I definitely took the opportunity to play on a team like that with people with so much experience and uh, leadership I think uh, yeah he just reached out to me on Twitter. We didn't have any like uh, overlapping friends, I'd say. 
So other than that, he reached out to me. There had there had to be something in you that kind of you know the fact that this is a TI champion after all PPD one of the better captains that we've ever known like the fact that he's reaching out to you I I, I gotta think that was a moment of like holy crap like that realization. I mean yeah I, I woke up the next morning after the qualifiers I was pretty bummed out because we lost against Nigma we just got pre owed in the best of five for the minor and I was like oh well. I guess I'm looking forward to some online tournaments. And then uh, I got messaged by PPD on Twitter. And yeah. then I was like, is this the real PPD? And I just clicked on his profile and <laughs> yeah, verified. I was like, oh, wow. How long had you been playing in like the tier three-esque type scene of type of Viking GG type of teams before that happened? Uh, so I played last TI quals, like seriously. Before that, I wasn't really playing stuff. I played two Wedgie tournaments because UK was given a slot so I just went and played for Team UK and I went to two lands for Wedgie but other than that I haven't been really involved in like uh, online tournaments or the tier 2 scene I didn't really I wasn't really taking Dota seriously back then as well because I was planning to go to university and uh, you know study and stuff but <laughs> normal <thing. laughs> you know you know like Dota has a way you yeah. just you just play a lot of games and then eventually you just want to win more. So from there, I just went from TI quals to open quals, and then we made it to regionals, and I got invited to NIP. You know, I, I got I gotta see. Yeah, right, that's just that easy, kids. Come on, everyone can be. <laughs> um, I gotta say, we all know the story of uh, of Anna and uh, how. He kind of had that similar reaction that you just went about where he got a message from Notel and he thought it was fake, right? He was like, why is Notel messaging me? And here he is two TIs later, arguably known as one of the better players we've ever seen ever play Dota. Not to put pressure on your shoulders, Tanner, but similar story right there. You uh, you, you feel like uh, you're up for the challenge? Well, like I said, we qualified for the major and I'm pretty confident in my teammates and I hope they're confident in me as well. But I believe that we could probably become one of the best teams in Dota. Maybe in the oh. European, European right. scene. Tanner uh, suggesting two TIs coming your way <laughs> for NIP. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, that's that. positive attitude. That's good. Um, another track uh, you even kind of mentioned you, you played on the, the UK Dota team there a little bit, but let, let's be honest, the, the UK region has been pretty underrepresented. Well, wow, that wasn't a word, but you get my point. Underrepresented in the Dota scene in general. Um, why why do you think that's the case? Uh, just no one's good in the, uh, in the UK, I think. I, I've been to both ESL Birmingham's, and we definitely have a crowd of players. Like, there was full stadiums just, like, filled with Dota players in the UK, but we, just no one's good. I think <laughs> we did have one DNA time. problem. I mean, we, we had Beezer. Beezer went to one of the summits, yeah. and he was UK, but ever since that, he hasn't really uh, been interested in professional Dota. All right. Well, are, are you uh, are you looking forward to that developing more? Or are you just that does that not really? Are you not really worrying about the nation and in, uh, in involvement in Dota necessarily? I I'd like to think I've gone I've gone past the like regional. Well, not, it's not even regional. Like my my own like my own country because I've been to like most of the lands in my own country, and the uh, the skill level seems to like stagnate around five k six k. No one really hmm. tries to get any better than that. And you'd you'd see the same like ten players in the finals for like most UK LAN events. So 
yeah, I'd like so to you're cold. You're holding the torch is what you're saying. You know, you're uh, in the way. It's all on your back to carry the UK more pressure, representation. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to encourage more UK players to get to the competitive scene, but I know there's a lot of commitments to that. And like, not everyone has a flexible like schedule. And it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, a lot of practice. What's it like playing with uh, Dahak, by the way? Obviously, the newest member on the team and clearly doing very well with you guys, uh, qualifying for the, the major here recently. Um, what is it like playing with Dahak? Dahak's uh, a cool guy. He's always chill. Uh, you find that Dahak speaks a lot of Dota, but he doesn't... I'd like to... I'll put it in a nice way. He speaks Dota. So, like, when we're playing Dota, he knows what he wants and he can... He can like uh, elaborate in English how he wants to do stuff in Doha. <laughs> but for example, we went to a restaurant like uh, two weeks ago when we were on boot camp for the major, and uh, he didn't know like what the foods were on the menu. So uh, Lelis was reading it out, and then Lelis was like, "Oh, there's roasted duck or, or something like that." And then he was like, "Oh, what's duck?" And he just Lelis was just going quack quack. So like, he <laughs> needs, needs a bit of help with like I don't know English words, but. When it comes to Dota, he's very good. That's pretty funny. We all speak the same language that is Dota. Uh, BSJ, you got anything else uh, for Tanner? No, I asked my hard pressing questions already. Got and it. I got the quack quack out of them too. So. <laughs> uh, this this was great. I really do appreciate you joining us, Tanner. Obviously, I know uh, it's a little bit later on over there. I mean, you're a gamer, so it's not that late, but. True, uh, true. No, I, I, we, do, we do appreciate it. So thank you so much for coming on. Any, any last words? Any uh, shout outs you want to make? Uh, shout out to NIP, obviously, and all our sponsors. NIP for believing in us and our team, like, after our shaky minor and, uh, yeah, after that, and, like, just sticking with the team and, like, the mentality that we can always, like, improve. Hopefully we get to show off what we're made of at the major when it comes. But, yeah. All right, well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. I, 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 want, I genuinely mean this, Tanner. Like, this was, uh, you know, very, very, very well spoken and, and you, you have a very positive attitude and the right attitude, I think, especially considering the situation. So definitely a bright future uh, for you moving forward. And I wish you the best of luck. So thanks again for joining us, man. Thank you very much. With currently no NBA, NHL or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, starting with eSports, which could become the final live sporting event around with online broadcasts. They also have action in the online casino to poker and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. They're still mixed martial arts for now. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. All right, so that was uh, Tanner joining us of NIP. Again, a name that I'm unfamiliar with for a lot of people, including myself, uh, going into the season. And um, it's something about, you know, some of these captains who bring up the no-tell uh, uh, example, as well as, of course, now PPD, some of the better captains out there that sometimes they just find those diamonds in the rough. And, uh, you know, again, I, I was having a little bit of fun there. I'm not sitting here saying that he's the next Anna by any means. That's kind of ridiculous. But certainly, again, a team that just qualified for a major, and he is right. They they looked a little off the previous uh, cycle of events, and things uh, changed for the better. And 
and we'll we'll see how they do moving forward in these interesting times. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I've never actually talked to him at all. So, uh, you know, I think PPD is one of the best captains out there and with someone with high skill and good attitude under good guidance. I think that does bode quite well for someone like him. And I look forward to seeing uh, how that plays out for him. It is pretty funny, though. I was just like, how long were you in the tier three scene? He's just like, yeah, I was in it for like four months. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's that's definitely the exception. You got to give uh, props to the I'd say really the EU region for being the main region for cultivating those types of players that just sure. kind of get a lot of experience playing against the best in all their pubs and stuff. And they just show up and they're just ready to be competitive level or at least, you know, in reach of it such that a captain can mold them the way that they need to. Yeah, and I think that's uh it- he does set a great example again we've seen before too but you just gotta keep at it as you're suggesting as well and and it's that one moment that a player that has pull with an organization that may spot you as a result and before you know it he's messaging you you don't think it's real but turns out it is is, and you're playing uh for a major in the well again awkward times right now but (laughs) point is that reminds me of the first time i got invited to cast the summit i was like what? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, me? Hi. Was, it's pretty crazy sometimes. It's surreal when what you've been working for just suddenly happens. So yeah. good for him. Absolutely. All right. Well, now back to the gloom because <laughs> that's right. what we need more of. Uh, but no, it's, it is worth pointing out in case you haven't heard yet. Um, the Cycle 4 events were announced canceled uh, just yesterday, I want to say, as we're recording this podcast on Sunday. Uh, they, Dota 2, Twitter post officially made the announcement that Cycle 4 Major and Minor, it was supposed to be the Dota Pit Minor as well as then the Epicenter Major. Again, Epicenter has been a really prestigious event throughout the year, every year, no matter what scale it's on. It's, it's definitely one of the better ones. Really unfortunate there, but they flat out got canceled. So I, I kept using cancel for ESL, but again, technically that's postponed. But Cycle 4 is canceled, according to Valve. Um, and that's, of course, it, it goes without saying why that's but not the according case. to me. I'm going to try to qualify, baby. Let's go. Going to try to qualify. Going to make it happen all on your own. So First major qualification coming in hot. <laughs> it might not be too difficult for this one. Um, but uh, this leads us so. You know, where do we go from here, right? Because with those cancel- with those uh, being canceled, you have Cycle 5. There's rumors that that potentially also could be canceled. Nothing official yet. And then that leads into TI-10. And, I mean, no one truly knows. Yada, yada. We've said it before. But what can Valve do in the meantime to really make sure that things just kind of get forgotten? Because this goes back to the point that we're bringing up before Tanner came on. This is a video game after all. We have the ability to play online and land events are epic and great and everything, but we could still compete online, not necessarily Southeast Asia versus Europe or, or something like that, but within our regions, it's still possible. There's got to be something there, right? Yeah, I mean, we obviously on our outline here have the talk of potential season of like next season's online leagues being test run almost here like why not Uh, this is an opportunity where maybe you just hold these local tournaments for these teams and say hey or when i say tournaments i mean leagues we have eight months or not eight months eight weeks that we're not going to have a whole cycle why don't we spend this doing something so maybe maybe some places like some studios will just make 
tournaments. You know, I don't know, like like online tournaments, obviously. The, the whole scariness of the coronavirus in general is the fact that we have no idea how long this is going to go. I mean, yeah. this could this could be a few months. This could be the entirety of the year. You really don't know the lasting impact of, of this quarantine, this global quarantine that that's this is only be the beginning. So, yeah. um you know, I've I've tried to be somewhat educated on the matter, and the main thing that professional health like uh, health professionals are afraid of is that they just there's a lot of uncertainty with how the virus works. Like we've never seen it before, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, for all we know, this could blow over. For all we know, this could be a pandemic of global proportions that lasts for a year or more, and. Uh, when it comes to whether or not Valve is going to do something about these online leagues or possibly, you know, what do we do in the meantime? I, you almost don't know what you're planning for, because what if you plan for a league and then suddenly a month from now things are looking up and then we're like, oh, well, I guess we're doing the fifth major. Never mind about the league. You know, <laughs> uh, I think it. you just have to be very careful planning anything remotely long-term in such a time of uncertainty. So because of that, I believe they're probably not going to do really anything. Um, but, you know, I don't think Valve has really given us reason to believe they will do anything about anything ever. So, so, so you think just leaving it up to third-party tournaments essentially is what you're saying? Yeah, I think they'll kind of just let people have tournaments that they want. And hmm. um, I think it'll be a potentially good market for that. But on the same time, I think a lot of people are just going to be streaming, kind of like he said, you know, PBD, Layless, as well as uh, who else did he say? Dahawk, yeah, yeah. are all uh, got decent stream communities. And I think all the players, I mean, I even see Matoma Man streaming every day. Uh, he's streaming right now. I think, like, it's almost fine for the scene to take a break. I think. And some, you know, not trying to be some crazy philosopher here, but the world could maybe use a break. <laughs> so maybe we don't overreact and say, what can we do to keep this going? Instead, just accept that this is a, a necessity for the health of the world and just let things be. You know, I, is that an argument? Like, is that really a bad response to just kind of say, eh? Let's like just be weather chill. the storm. Yeah, let's just you know, like let's put our concerns towards surviving, and uh, maybe put <laughs> put the rest of the concerns of all the other stuff on the back burner. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely see what you're saying, and it's the idea of yeah, just just kind of take it easy for now, and and a break right now. Absolutely, it's I mean, you know, because without saying we talked about this many times, you know, is there too much happening throughout the season for some of these players? And well, here you go. Here's a, definitely a break, a midseason break, you could call it. That uh, was unexpected, but he's here. Uh, I will say. Uh, the argument kind of is the video games again goes back to they are a good distraction they always have been from real life you know it's it is a way to kind of unplug in a sense um so now that doesn't mean we need a competitive scene to really be thriving for that to be the case but i i guess i'm a little more 
ambitious with the idea that I I do see Valve potentially doing something specifically with this league play. It, it, it really just feels like it's lining up for that in a couple of for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, they clearly have a template. They announced it a month and a half ago now, and we it looks pretty solid fleshed out for the most part, at least on a basic level. And if anything, like you suggested, they could use it as a test run for next season. And this is a great opportunity for that. Um, so the guy and then with the canceling of the cycle four events the, the announcement that they made this early on to just flat out cancel them not even talk about postponements truly does make me believe that they may they part of the reasoning was because they have these intentions of hosting something else and again naturally it just seems like this this uh these uh, regional leagues, I guess, are technically being called, um, is what that potentially could be. So, um, yeah, I, I have faith that they're going to do it. Worst case, though, you're right. I mean, certainly third-party tournaments could step up. In fact, I mean, that's kind of a little bit of a segue. There wasn't a tournament announced today uh, by WePlay. WePlay actually announced an event. It's a charity event. Uh, cool enough that uh, on their on their Twitter and as they're calling it, uh, we save. You know, clever name play there. We save charity. They have teams. They have Virtus Pro, Team Liquid, Nigma, Invictus Gaming. They're all set to participate in this event online. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Again, it's not a serious tournament. It's for charity and everything, but uh, it's cool to see. So already. We play stepping in, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if Epicenter does something. Okay, our major got canceled. Let's throw on our tournament online now. So, uh, I certainly, yeah, I'm with you there 100%. These third party tournaments are definitely going to step in, absolutely, and take advantage. But I, I again, I, I am ambitious that Valve has something up their sleeve to really kind of make sure that it's not just the end of the season here just yet. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I am questioning a bit having a team like Beast Coast in, in this online tournament. You know, how are they going to deal with true a team from South America and, you know, teams from Europe playing online tournament? But obviously it's much more about the message and the fact that uh, it's it's funding a charity that will be helping the research uh, and aid efforts to battle coronavirus. So I think that that's a cool thing that they're stepping up and doing. And uh, I'm glad the teams are willing to participate. They don't really have anything else to do. (laughs) So, uh, you know, but uh, things like this are cool and it's a step in the right direction. There's a lot of, I just will say that there's a lot of things that have been either confirmed or revealed to me about humans in general that has made me lose a lot of, faith and respect for the human race after you know this whole coronavirus has come out you know you see all these clips of just stupid people doing stupid things fighting over toilet paper yeah i was gonna say even the toilet paper i'm like really guys your first reaction is to think you know what's one of our most precious commodities and hoard it and then sell it like people are selling it on amazon and stuff obviously that got i don't know if you heard but that got like uh shut down but the fact that people were turning this into profit you know it's just like that that to me but on the other hand then you have stuff like this where there are clearly people who are willing to do something at least as much as they can and uh, are offering their support to finding a cure or a vaccine or treatment or anything so i uh this is this does put a small smile on my face that not everyone's just a complete idiot (laughs) when 
when this whole thing is going to crap. So this, this is a nice shine, shining, shining star in a dark night, you know, whatever metaphor you want to make. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there is plenty of good being shown too, but yeah, it's it there. It's I'm with you that it's interesting to see some, uh, some of those unfortunate stories out there, but um, yeah. So the third party tournaments definitely, uh, will step up no matter what the case is, I think is the general consensus, but uh, we'll see. Again, Cycle 5 right now, as we know it, is still being planned to go on. That's not for a ways away anyways. I, I mean, I, it's got to be two and even three months away, so that's, uh, you know, as you said, as you so well stated earlier, no one actually knows uh, how long things are going to last, and uh, we'll kind of play it by ear as we move on. So, um, speaking of that, uh transitioning trying to finish on a more positive note here as uh the summit summit event that took place this last week and of course you yourself were at it as uh, part of the talent there and as always the summit uh, came through with just a fun environment a fun event and you know midway through the event they end up realizing that they're going to be the last dota event for a while as far as the land goes so that was interesting too i'm sure but Starting it off, uh, Fnatic winning it all, actually um, defeating a little bit of surprise at the event in OG Seed, getting to the finals against them. But uh, what was your take, uh, I guess, on the event as a whole, specifically more Fnatic uh, winning it in the end? Uh, they clearly look like the best team. I enjoyed watching their, like, that. they voted well for them going into the major. These weren't exactly bad teams uh, that they were beating. Uh, I think EG getting third is absolutely hilarious. I think, uh, you know, it's just the fact that what, what makes them getting third so funny is that uh, they they said that, you know, they found out about the cancellation like a day or two left in the event. And they said, well, I guess this is our major now. And then, <laughs> and then they get third. Uh, Classic. It's, it's just too funny, like the way that uh, that all came about so they were clearly uninterested for the most part in the event. What I mean is like they weren't trying super hard. They weren't sure. like boot camping prior to this event, scrimming really hard or anything. This event was meant to be a warm up for them. And then it's almost like, OK, I guess we'll really try now. <laughs> then you lose. It's just it's just pretty funny. But uh, the series between OG Seed and EG, if you guys didn't watch it, is a pretty good one. Uh I think EG was clearly the better team. Um, OGC just made it happen. And the second game, I think, was a bit of an outdraft. And the third game was a complete shit show that I don't want to spoil for anybody who wishes to watch it. A very good game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely like a David versus Goliath scenario. And I don't think OGC bad at all by any means. I think they showed themselves really nicely this tournament, but they still have a long way to go. Uh, but I did like to see that they have the tenacity, you know, to take down a team like EG and the grind fest yeah. that was that best of three. So that was that was a really fun to watch. A bit of the vibe of the players and talents kind of went down immediately after the announcement, but hmm. then like towards the end of the event, we're all just like, oh, let's like enjoy it while it lasts. And we started making jokes about it That's being cool. the last Dota event ever and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, <laughs> I'd say overall the the mood was relatively lighthearted after okay. it, like after an instant kind of sadness a gloom kind of came over everybody. Yeah, 
I, I gotta say, it's just cool to see a Z Freak once again on a personal level uh, participating, playing some competitive Dota. Yeah, he owned. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a big reason why they not only beat EG, but ultimately finished second place in this event. And uh, he's, he's still, I maybe some bias, but definitely one of the better forwards out there. And uh, it, it would be fun to see him uh, on a team that uh, is able to go, go somewhere. Not that OGC can't, but again, I, I feel like he's certainly a Tier 1 player himself. So um, good to see that success. But yeah, it's, it was a fun event as expected. Like I said, with uh, between a lot of the skits, the casting teams that they had is always entertaining, especially with the Liquid crew and I saw Insania getting some love, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, pff, I knew that like six, seven years ago, man. He was my co-caster then. So, hmm. um, yeah, so fun event, but uh, it is, it really is just kind of, kind of that eerie feeling. It's like it's it was the last Dota lane for for a little bit now, and continue to play the game of uh we'll see we'll see where it all goes and that's what of course a lot of our discussion was on today so well i think that pretty much covers what we uh, plan to cover today though got some good discussion in definitely uh, excited to have tanner on once again but bsj any anything else before we wrap up this episode nope just uh ready to see the world fall apart bit by bit and excited to talk about it every week <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of a fair point in that obviously we plan to have a weekly show, guys. I mean, we plan to cap that continue. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what the content is like, but we'll we'll try to make something there if, uh, if possible. But again, as of right now, hey, we, right, the show goes on and that's the plan, guys. So with that in mind, we appreciate every follow, every sub to the channel. Um, Prediction Esports, of course, also. Hit, a, hit up the Twitch channel if you want to watch it live uh, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern is what we shoot for. For myself, Break CBK, joined by BSJ. Once again, huge shout-out to Tanner from NIP for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good night.